hey, here's a rental that's for sale. Or I work with some um, apartment finders who they're kind of like the realtor of the apartment world. And so I'll just say, hey, if you're looking for an apartment, this is a great resource. They can tell you exactly what you need to know and all of that. Um, and then, yeah, I just try to do what are the questions that people are going to have who are relocating? Because it's a big thing. It's not just moving one town over. Like relocation, you're moving to a whole other place you never lived before. You don't know anybody there. And so just being that resource for people has been crucial. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom. All right, guys, today I get to interview Kate Swenson, a team leader that's doing about $30 million a year in production and get this on less than $1,000 a year in ad spend, which is just crazy to think about. $30 million of production, $1,000 of ad spend. So if you guys are looking to blow up your business right now in this changing market with very little to zero ad spend, this is the episode to listen to. We're going to also get in a lot of other crazy things like some of the crazy transactions that she deals with. Kate, thank you so much for coming on. Take us into it. I mean, like, how did you build a lead generation system this robust on $1,000 of ad spend or less? Yeah, so I actually was got my real estate license as a stay-at-home mom. I had nobody to watch my kids. Like, my mom was around a little bit, but I was like, how am I going to find people if I can't leave my house, really? I had a one-year-old at the time. Um, and I just kept thinking like, what is free that I can use and the social media, the Facebook, Instagram, all of that came to mind. Um, and then I kept, joined a bunch of Facebook groups in general, as most realtors do. And I kept seeing all these posts in maybe mom's groups or in just different places saying, Hey, I'm moving to the area. Hey, I'm moving to the area. And so I started creating moving to Facebook groups based on these different things. So maybe it was moving to Denver, moving to Northern Colorado, moving to Colorado Springs, those kinds of things. And so I didn't allow any other uh, realtors in, first of all, when I created those groups, I kept it like under lock and key for a lot of it. And then I also, when I would see a mom or somebody post on a Facebook group, hey, I'm moving, I'd say, hey, feel free. I'd answer their question about whatever it is, but then I'd say, hey, feel free to join my Facebook group and just grew it organically that way. Um, and that was about maybe six years ago or so. And we're now at, my biggest group is moving to Denver. I think we're about 8,000 people on there. Um, a lot of people who join are maybe already working with an agent, but it's also been the best asset for me for my people who relocate um, to get on there and, you know, just get answers. Because maybe there's things like safety. Realtors aren't really supposed to give advice or let someone know. So they can ask that group and then other people can provide feedback based on their personal experiences, which is really nice. Um, and then the other thing that I did was I networked like crazy with other realtors across the country. So I now know an agent in every single state. Um, I know some outside of the United States too, and just grew this basically interactive map that I created on a Facebook group, put, you know, a pin for each person. So I started getting a lot of referrals from Maybe they didn't use me as their agent, but I said, oh, do you already have someone you're planning on using for the next state? And then I would get the referral fee because their agent never asked them. And then I would grow these networking with, you know, different agents in other states. They would say, oh, I haven't 
you know, someone moving to Denver, then they would think of me and not that other agent who didn't, you know, get the referral fee. Um, so those have been crucial in my business. I actually decided to start my team uh, because I realized I was missing out on my kid's childhood. And so I've got two little girls and I just realized no money that I ever make will be able to get me that time back. And so by having my team, I'm able to stay home a lot more and I still work all the time, but I'm working with my kids right next to me. I'm at their softball game, texting, whatever, but I'm still present. I'm not out showing houses to a million people like I had been previously. Um, and so by growing my team, my teammates are happy. I'm providing them good, solid leads that they, we didn't have to pay a huge markup to any you know lead service. Um, and so that's been really, really helpful with uh, my business and getting it where it is. And um, yeah, we're now at 15 team members and everybody's happy. And I'm not um, somebody who says, you know, we need to hit this number by this date. It just all is organic and like just working together. It's more of a collaboration. I'm not anybody's boss. I'm not telling people what to do. I'm just saying, here's a lead. I know you're going to take good care of them. And I'm also super picky with who's on my team. So I want to dive deep into this Facebook strategy. So it's it's like one thing when you have people locally that are moving out, that seems very obvious to me on how you get them in your group. But how do you know like who in the world out there in the Facebook world that's outside of your state is moving to Denver? How do you market to get people in that group? So there's just a bunch of things you can put in your group settings that if somebody is looking for at Denver in general, a lot of people are going to like different adventure groups and asking questions about Denver or different things like that. So now my group automatically pops up when they type in Denver because so many people have joined it. But for a long time, it was just me tagging my group in different other people's groups, not necessarily trying to take people away from that group because that group still holds value and is awesome. Um, but just saying, hey, this might be helpful to ask here too, because this has recent experiences from people who have recently moved or plan to move and have visited and you know they get to understand neighborhoods and stuff better so it's just providing a different resource that you can't necessarily just google like you could ask what are the best neighborhoods but those aren't people's personal experiences so i think a lot of people have gravitated towards the groups because it's very much so like just very informative i keep block spammers i get so many like HVAC duct cleaning stuff like I block all of them I also block trolls so it's a big thing in Colorado for um, people who have lived here a long time to hate on people who move here most of those people are not Native Americans or anything like that I feel like that's the only person who can really get mad about moving somewhere else um, that's just my personal thing but um, yeah, so a lot of people, they're, they're Facebook trolls, basically, on these other groups who someone asks about moving to Denver, and then they just go and attack them about moving to Colorado and say, we don't want you here, Colorado's full. It's not full. Colorado is expensive, way more expensive than it used to be, but, um, you know, people are entitled to live wherever they want to. And the other thing, too, my group actually sometimes discourages people from moving here. Colorado is not for everybody. People have this idea of maybe what Colorado is, and I provide the good and the bad. I don't want someone to move here thinking it's going to be amazing, and then they find out something negative about it, and then they hate it. I would rather they know that up front. So my group has actually discouraged people who it's not going to be a good fit for them. So let's talk about the admin moderation process, being someone who's run some Facebook groups. I mean, that, that can be quite the, the task. So kind of talk to us about what are your rules? Like, how do you proceed forward? What, what stuff do you, you know, delete, filter out? Um, so I always, I, I don't like 
spammy posts. So we're, business posts are fine on like a monthly business post thing. Housing is fine. So I get a lot of landlords who post their things in there. I get a lot of people who are, I don't know, just like, just, I don't know, trying to market themselves. I don't like those sorts of things. And then I don't, anyone who's unkind in my group, I, they're an automatic boot. Like kindness is key for me. And it does take a lot of time to moderate those. I do have my team members on there too, who help catch things for me. But, um, you know, me as the admin, I am the one who's constantly every single day on these groups, making sure that it's nothing weird is getting put on there. What sort of time commitment is this for you? Oh, I have no idea. I do it all the time. (laughs) It's minimum daily, but multiple times a day that I am adding people. I mean, I'd say every day I probably add 10 people to my groups. Um, Sometimes I'm pretty bad about remembering to do it. So I do it like every three, four days, and then I'm adding like 40 people onto a group. But um, yeah, it, it, it takes a minute. It's not for the week. <laughs> it's, this is my job basically is what I think of it as like, it's not something that I'm just doing for fun. And I've seen other groups try to replicate what I've done, but it takes a lot of time. And I think people just don't realize the amount of time it really does take you. Just a ballpark at four hours a day, eight hours a day. It just, it kind of depends on what I'm doing. So if I am, I always schedule all my posts. So if I'm like saying, Hey, here's all these fun events, I schedule them out like three months, I think, or maybe two months in advance, it lets you do it. So you can schedule your posts and then it will automatically upload it. Those at least take, I try to do them every month and it takes me three hours sometimes to do it across all three different groups that I run. Um, A daily, probably minimum an hour, but sometimes up to three, just depending on what I'm doing or what I'm trying to promote or any of that. So this is a part-time job one that doesn't really cost you anything, but obviously has you fully engaged. I mean, when you're talking about a $30 million business, I mean, you're talking about pretty substantial commissions. I mean, when you compare what you're doing in this part-time job to what the return is, I mean, this is a multiple, multiple, multiple six-figure net income based on on this process. It, It definitely pays off. And before I was doing it all myself, and I was definitely making a lot more money, but I was very unhappy. Money doesn't buy happiness. Um, money helps. Money can help you do really awesome things. But uh, yeah, no, I just realized like I need to bring people on who I can give these leads to. So I'm not making the money that I used to, but my sanity is intact. And that's what is important. <laughs> Love it. And so as far as serving clients, do you do any client serving at this point with your team of 15? I I do. Yes. So I do mostly personal referrals um, or direct referrals from agents from that referral network I was talking about. I will help anybody who, you know, I have a connection um, who I just helped. uh, They moved from Texas and I've worked with this agent multiple times before, and he's always just been really good to me and sends me people. So I will do those ones myself personally. Um, Anyone I know personally, friends, family, referral from a friend, um, but pretty much everybody else I'm sending to my team members. Wow. And how long did this take to get traction for you? I mean, was this like two months and you started getting referrals or did it take years to build? I 
think I started it in for the Facebook groups, not the referral network. The referral network took maybe like a year or two before I started really getting people from the referral network. Um, but I started it in October of 2018, I want to say. And I think I had my first closing from a deal in, must have been in January. So not long after I started it. Wow. And then how long, I mean, a lot of businesses or even people's net worth when they're really consistent on something starts to hockey stick at some point and go up a lot. Where was the hockey stick or the inflection point for you in this? Um, 2020 was crazy. It was the best year I ever had for sales. And I was giving leads out to my teammates, but I was also still keeping a lot of them. Um, 2020, just everybody could start working remotely. So they all started moving to different places and we had a ton of people move to Colorado that year. Incredible. So where do you see this strategy going? Like how big do you, do you think it is that it can get? I think it can get pretty big and I'm definitely taking more of a hands-off approach these days for those leads that I generate before it was me being the front face talking to everybody, but I just realized I can't micromanage everything. So I, yeah, it's been, I want it to keep growing. I would love to, I don't necessarily want to have my own brokerage someday, but I would love to be within the top, um, you know, percent of HomeSmart every year. Uh, I actually made President's Club with HomeSmart last year, which was one of the top 50 agents in all of the US, which was awesome. Um, and I, I just want to keep growing and keep building and just treating people really good. And, you know, the success follows. That's kind of my mentality. It's not like, cool, 30 million, but like, that's, that's not what life is about. I can't take my money with me, but I can make an impact on people's lives and make their lives, you know, for the better. So let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges. You mentioned maybe a couple hours a day, two, three, four hours a day dedicated to this. What are maybe some of the other challenges agents might face if they implement this strategy? Um, just a lot of just the trolls is really disheartening. Sometimes people just are really mean on the internet and that's frustrating. And then also sometimes you do get an agent who sneaks in, who then starts to try and steal people off there. I don't love that either. Um, yeah, I would say just the time commitment is the biggest thing. You have to stay consistent. I mean, consistency is key in real estate in general. So no matter what you're doing, you just have to stay consistent or it's not going to work out. Um, and it just does take so much of your time is the biggest thing. Um, and also just finding new and different content. I've also just had to, I, I used to try and make my own content, but it just took so long. So now I just try to help support somebody else by broadcasting their content um, and just finding new different ways and just not getting bored with it. My, I'm very ADD and not liking to do the same things over and over again. So consistency can be an issue for me sometimes. Uh, so yeah, that's something that I've just personally had to overcome is, I'm like, all right, I have to do it. I know I don't want to today. Like, I just don't feel like it. I already did it the other day, but you just have to keep you know, pushing through that because I know success is going to follow. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. 
You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between five and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Yeah, and it kind of goes back to Gary Vee's you know, document, Don't Create style of strategy where you're leveraging the, the efforts and the creation of others. So like, if we were to talk about the mix or the blend, the posts, how many are upcoming events? How many are like, what does that look like? So some are upcoming events. Some are like, here's where you need to go for the DMV to change your license. Here's an area that has schools that are walkable. Here's this street that's doing this cool festival. Like I just try to do it. And then I also do throw in housing posts too. So I'm like, hey, this is a rental. I always try to do it if I know someone personally, maybe they have a rental. Say, hey, here's a rental that's for sale. Or I work with some um, apartment finders who they're kind of like the realtor of the apartment world. And so I'll just say, hey, if you're looking for an apartment, this is a great resource. They can tell you exactly what you need to know and all of that. Um, and then, yeah, I just try to do what are the questions that people are going to have who are relocating? Because it's a big thing. It's not just moving one town over. Like relocation, you're moving to a whole other place. You never lived before. You don't know anybody there. And so just being that resource for people has been crucial. And that was my other thought too. When I first started doing it, I realized one, you know, every person knows like seven realtors on average. So how can I be that person or how can I find the person who doesn't know any? And so that was my big thing with starting these groups was I was that realtor who they, they didn't know other ones they're new here. So that was really big too, um, for starting it and just being that resource for people and having that, content and doing more. Like I don't just post houses. I'm telling you the full picture of what it's going to be like to live here. And this is such a great point because obviously like, you know, being in competition with seven people is hard. You're either having to be so much better. You're having to discount. There's going to be some factor, if not both that you have to do. But with this, I mean, you're one of one. Um, is that, I mean, that probably helps you in what commissions that can be charged, obviously ease of process. Do you find that these people also trust you more as far as the advice since they, they don't have a footing here in the, in the area? Oh, for sure. Yeah. They ask me a lot of things and there's some questions that we aren't legally allowed to answer, but I will always direct them to the proper resource for that. Um, but yeah, no, it makes a big difference to basically improving my worth on that group. And then they contact me. Some of them I'm working with a couple right now who joined my group in 2018 and then messaged me and I have not really talked to them very often or anything like that. Um, but they were like, hey, we've been a part of your group for, you know, six years or whatever it is. And we want to start looking for a house. We've been renting this whole time. And so it's really cool to be able to see like a full circle moment from when I first started doing it to now. Yeah. So what other strategies are you using in growing your business? Or is this really the, the main and only strategy? 
Uh, no, not the only one. So I, like I said, I'm huge on networking with other agents. So I am constantly working with other people who are sending me people from out of state. That's been really, really nice. Um, and just, I do a lot of listings as well. I'm mainly, primarily a listing agent now, even though I do a lot of relocation. Um, like I definitely had way more listings this year and last year than I had buyers because I typically give out my buyers who I don't personally know now to my team. Uh, and so getting to know neighbors is a huge thing. So if I have a listing, I'm constantly like getting to know the next door neighbor, talking to them, um, sending out flyers. I do market like, I'll send out a postcard when something sells and I've gotten leads based on that. Um, having, I've actually got a lot of signing calls and I do, uh, it's from list reports. You can get one of those text to lead sign writers. And so I get a lot of people who will reach out on there about either a lot of times it's the neighbors wanting to see what it looks like inside and it pulls up a website so they can see what their neighbor's house looks like. So I make connections on that. Um, also buyers will reach out, um, with that list report sign, um, and so that's been really, really helpful too. And then just, yeah, talking to everybody. I do sponsor my kids' school. So I have like a banner out there. So I've gotten some leads off of that. Um, I, I feel like I have like five good spots where I just am constantly cycling through. I'd say the main one is the Facebook, but I always have a few leads from various other lead sources throughout the year. Amazing. So talking about team building, a lot of team leaders can really struggle with team building and making it happen. I mean, given that you have such great lead flow, I mean, obviously that you don't have to pay a huge amount to Zillow for or whatnot. What has the team building process and experience been like for you? So I do get people often who want to join my team, but I am very selective. I want people to want to have the same drive that I do um, because I want them to be taken care of as well as I would take care of them. Um, so yeah, I get a lot of people who call me wanting to join, but it's honestly, a lot of it is a vibe. If I just know we're going to work well together or not. And I do work well with most people. Um, or it's just like, it, it could be a brand new agent, but I just want to see the fire. Like I want to see that the, I know that they're going to follow up on things that they're, and I have a few newer agents and they are so spot on. Like I feel like this industry hates on new agents sometimes because they're like, oh, they got in. They think it's going to be so easy, but that's not all of them. And it should not be discounted for, you know, the effort that they're putting in. It makes a really big difference to have somebody who's driven and I'm pretty good at being able to tell who's going to be successful or not just based on kind of their thoughts going into it. So I have a few new team members. I have been a mentor before as well. I do enjoy mentoring, but it took a lot of time. So I'm not doing that as much unless they're on my team. Then I, it's more of a, I mean, I'm helping them. They're do, dealing with my lead anyways. Um, and then just in general, like I actually have my former, former mentor joined my team. She was actually considering starting her own team. And I just kind of talked about how we're more of a collaboration. I just showed her the differences. Um, the biggest difference is my teammates, when they have their own deals, I am not taking a huge chunk like other teams do, which is fine if that system works for them. But for me, I just realized like, I don't ever want to feel like I'm taking, taking, taking. They do pay me a transaction fee per transaction for those. So it kind of follows that home smart model. Um, but also they, then it's a 50, 50 split for any lead I get. So, or I give to them. 
And so it works out really nicely because it makes them stay happy. They don't feel like they're being taken advantage of, um, but they still get to have all of these leads that they're, you know, they don't have to pay. They don't have to spend the time to get them. I'm handing them a, a ready buyer basically, um, which is awesome. And so, yeah, it's, it's been finding the right people, just making sure it's a right fit. Um, and just in general, having that coverage for vacations or you can just, I want, I wanted a better work-life balance. And that's what most of the people on my team also wanted. They don't want to work seven days a week. They don't want to work 90 hours a week. Like it's, way better for balance. When we take vacations, we can actually take a vacation. We have somebody to cover for us. It makes a huge difference. How do you organize and structure that as far as like, does each one of the 15 team members take a weekend or, or how does that get actually play out? No, it's just more like, Hey, I'm planning on going vacation who can cover for me while I'm gone. And they'll pay each other or whatever. Like I always pay somebody who covers for me. Um, like I went on a trip to London in April and I was gone for 10 days and I only had to answer one work thing the whole time, which was huge for me because normally like I have been literally standing in customs as a deal is like falling apart and I'm having to text like waiting for my password to get scanned. And I didn't have to do anything like that this trip. And I was like, this is so awesome. Like, this is amazing that I can leave and my people are in good hands that I can trust and they're going to take care of any issue that arises. You mentioned a couple times earlier, obviously money's not everything, which is a philosophy that I share as well. What are some things outside of real estate that, that you're passionate about? Um, well, lately I've been going to a lot of concerts. I'm actually wearing a Nirvana t-shirt right now. I'm basically living out like my 16 year old fantasies <laughs> for concerts this summer. Um, but in general, I love being outside I and mean, doing all the Colorado stuff, hiking, camping. Uh, we go off-roading quite a bit. Um, I just, yeah, I just love traveling and getting to see the world and getting to understand different people, try new foods and, um, just having a really fun time. And you mentioned pre-show about Taylor Swift getting, I think it was Taylor Swift you mentioned getting tickets and, and leveraging that to get 800 leads or 800 inquiries. Tell us about that. Yeah, so 800 people entered and I only got them last week. It was just by chance that I had even gotten them. Um, I was supposed to go myself with those tickets and then my friend also got some for the following night. So I just had these extra tickets and I was like, oh, I could sell them and make, you know, a good chunk of change off them if I wanted to, or I could sell them, you know, even just what I paid for them. I'm like, or I could leverage this and, you know, make somebody really, really happy by giving them free Taylor Swift tickets when they thought they weren't even going to be able to go. Um, and you know, being able to get more leads for my team and then just reach out and connect with more people. And we're going to actually start doing more giveaways like this, um, for other events, just because I do enjoy the giving back factor and making other people happy. Um, and then obviously it does benefit me too. I'm not going to pretend like it doesn't, but people don't have to on our form when you fill it out, you don't have to put in if you're, if you don't want to buy or sell with us, you just don't have to put anything. You can still enter. You're still just as evenly, you know, chanced to get it as the person who did put in, you know, that they want to sell, they want to do all of this stuff. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's been really good with, uh, th that leads. So let's kind of talk a little bit through this idea. So let's talk about what the post might look like. How do you, how do you promote these tickets? Um, and then when they're signing up, are they kind of saying, Hey, I'll, I'm willing to receive a phone call about buying or selling or, 
So I just put it onto a form that basically says your name, your address, your phone number, blah, blah, blah. Are you interested in buying? Are you interested in selling? So they're the ones who are telling me. And then it says, what's your budget if you are? What is your ideal house? It lists all these different questions. So we have it all spelled out for us when we get the lead, if that person indeed wants to buy or sell or not. I don't even call the people who don't want to. I don't like being bothered if you know, if I'm not, if I'm going to live in my house for 30 years, I don't need to talk to a realtor. And that's just a waste of everybody's time. But if somebody is actively putting all those things on there, of course, we're going to call them. Um, Facebook was a huge place for us advertising it. Instagram, TikTok. Um, those were the main ones. And then just word of mouth. So like I was in the store and I heard someone overheard something like, oh, it's so sad. We don't get to go to Taylor Swift. And like, hey, you could enter our drawing. My team's giving away. It's legit. I promise. And then I just had a QR code and they can scan it on their phone, sends them right to the form. Good to go. I don't know if I'll ever get another concert or something that that many people will ever enter into. I mean, Taylor Swift is a pretty like rare anomaly, I would say, um, for the amount of volume that she's bringing in with people. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I'll ever get it that much again, but it has been really, really nice to have that, um, just doing giveaways and, you know, making people happy. And then I also put, they could get a bonus entry if they followed us on social media. So they could follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok and be able to, um, get an extra entry into the drawing. So then as we do more drawings, then they're going to just keep seeing us more and more on their social media. And, it's also just a great way to stay top of mind without having to be like, I sell houses, I sell houses, I sell houses. Like, hey, this is what we're doing. We're giving away this and it makes a big difference for sure. And out of those 800 entries, how many would you say like we're willing to have a conversation about buying or selling? Probably like 200. What? Yeah. So high. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a lot. Definitely more in the Denver area I found. Um, we did get leads for like Fort Collins and Colorado Springs, but like the Denver people just went crazy for it here. Um, granted, like you live way closer, it's less, you know, logistics, that kind of thing. But yeah, no, we got quite a few. Granted, some of the ones we have called, they have hung up on us. I'm like, you're the one who input the information, but okay. <laughs> like, you're the one who said you wanted to buy yourself. But uh, yeah, so maybe not exactly 200, but around, around 200. Yeah. Phenomenal. I mean, like when you think about lead costs today in, you know, all the other methods of buying leads and you think about 200 leads for the cost of tickets, that's a pretty incredible ROI. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, cool. I didn't waste my money on extra Taylor Swift tickets and then I get to write them off. So it works out. And obviously one of the reasons this was so successful is the group that you had built and the social media following that you have able to leverage that to get that many responses. But nonetheless, it's pretty incredible. Tell us like, what is your vision for your life and business next 12 to 18 months? I would just like to keep building up my team members and getting them to be super successful. My goal, and I don't know for for necessarily this year, but next year is to have every single one of my teammates make one diamond would be awesome. Like, I don't even care how much I make. I just want that. Like I have so much happiness making other people successful. Um, And so that would be my main goal. My other goal this year or for this year was to get in the number one spot multiple times um, for HomeSmart Colorado. So in HomeSmart Colorado, there's, I want to say like 
almost 3,000 agents. And then I think maybe 20 or so teams. And so the past two months, we've hit that number one spot each time on those rankings, which has been awesome. And I just want to keep that going and just have the number one all the time. So, I mean, for non-HomeSmart agents or people listening, what is what is Single Diamond? Uh, so, Single Diamond is $100,000 that you've netted that um, year in commission. I mean, when you think about that, you're, you're talking about netting. Obviously, before their own marketing costs, which on your team is probably zero or very close to zero. Right. But, I mean, you're essentially paying out $1.5 million of commissions to your agents through through these leads that you're generating for less than 1000 bucks a year. Yep. That is so, which is awesome. Wild. <laughs> so cool. Well, Kate, thank you so much for coming on and sharing about your life and business. For those of you out there listening, I mean, if you can't take something away from this, it is crazy. Right, write down something you learned from today. Maybe it's the Facebook strategy, maybe it's the Taylor Swift strategy. Whatever it was that you learned, write it down, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable because freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 